a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. So how do you change someone's mind? How do you have influence and impact? With all the rancor around our politics and all the hate-filled rants and rhetoric on social media, uh, it can seem like we're constantly talking not to each other, not with each other, but past each other uh, or screaming at each other. But it is possible uh, to get someone to at least see your point of view. And it's also possible for you to appreciate and come to understand someone else's point of view at the same time. But it will require you to do things very different from the way they tend to roll out in our society today. A uh, great piece in The Atlantic uh, over the weekend uh, from our friend Arthur Brooks. And uh, we had Arthur on the line and ready to go a little bit ago. And then uh, we had breaking news and uh, had to, to postpone that. I think we've got him scheduled for uh, midweek next week. Uh, but Arthur wrote a just a brilliant piece for The Atlantic called A Gentler, Better Way to Change Minds. Stop wielding your values as a weapon and start offering them as a gift. Uh, and Arthur Brooks uh, gets it so right uh, in so many ways uh, in this particular piece in The Atlantic. Uh, it's something we talk about a, a lot on this program in terms of how do we actually get to a different kind of conversation? How do we actually get to that place and space where we can not just tolerate each other, not just hear, but that we can actually listen and understand and even come to appreciate? Uh, I have to tell you, of those who I have vast disagreements with, uh, and we've had on this show far-right Republicans, far-left Democrats, and a socialist even, uh, along with some libertarians, some central folks, and everybody in between. And I learned something from all of them. And I come to appreciate something about all of them. I may not disagree, or I may not agree specifically on whatever we're talking about, uh, but I can appreciate how they got there, what the thinking was, what their process was, what their background or experience that led them to that kind of thinking. Uh, and that's okay. Uh, we're going to talk coming up in the final segment today, uh, this amazing convergence we have of Ramadan, Passover week, and Easter uh, all coming together and what we can actually learn in that process of exploring all of those and, and more. And coming to recognize that uh, it's it's being willing to step back and appreciate, to have some awe, some wonder, some perspective, even some reverence uh, for those people that we disagree with or who live different, look different, or believe different than we do. Uh, in his piece, Arthur Brooks uh, gave some, some real solid advice in terms of how we can have that different kind of conversation. Uh, we talked about not weaponizing things. Uh, and the fastest way to weaponize something is to turn it into a bumper sticker or a bullet point so that you can shout your talking points and they can shout theirs back. Uh, so the first thing that Arthur always goes to uh, is this idea of other. Uh, don't other others. I love that. <laughs> 
Because when people feel like they're excluded from a community, they're on the outside in, then obviously that leads towards hostility and contempt. Uh, and that's just not a good space in terms of coming to understanding or building bridges or moving a conversation forward in a significant way. Uh, I want to go to a, a quote, and again, we'll talk about this more in our, our final segment, but there's a lot of places around the world where we're losing uh, communities. Uh, in particular, we're losing communi- uh, religious communities in some countries. Uh, we're also just learning, uh, losing a lot of entities that I think really add value. Uh, one author said it this way. said, the disappearance of a community or a culture from a society leaves a hole that can never be filled, a wound that can never truly heal. What was seen as other turns out to be a vital, irreplaceable part of ourselves. Now, I want you to think about that from the context of your own political conversations. And how often do you refer to them or they or those people, the others? And just rethink that. Because if that other disappeared, where would we be? What would seep into that hole? And I think what we find is that without the other, we recognize that that other is vital and irreplaceable part of us, not them. Uh, so I love that uh, getting rid of the othering of others. Uh, also, uh, Arthur points out uh, that we have to get past taking rejection personally uh, because this often leads to arguments. Because if someone doesn't buy into my values or my idea or my policy proposal, uh, then suddenly I'm defensive. You know what? It's totally okay. Because most of us are not hated because of our views. Uh, and even if we are, there, there's a remedy to that. And it's just live your life in such a way that nobody will believe it. If you've, if you've ever been mischaracterized, if you've ever been verbally attacked, if you've ever been judged wrongly, uh, those are deep, those are personal feelings, real emotions. Uh, but you can transcend those. And the best way to transcend it is not to start an argument, is not to go melt down somebody's Facebook page or their Twitter or their social media handle. It's to just live your life in such a way that whatever it is that they're spewing, nobody will believe it. Because they, oh, I know her. Yeah, that doesn't ring true. And all of us have to be more willing to listen to what rings true. So especially as we get into the heart of primary election season and then on into the fall, the midterm election season, you're going to hear crazy stuff about candidates from across the spectrum. So-and-so is awful and horrible because of this. This candidate is terrible because she did this. If it doesn't ring true, it's probably not true. And we're far better off acknowledging and expecting the goodness in people than it is to the always take the worst against case scenario. Uh, and then the last thing from, from Arthur in this particular piece uh, in The Atlantic is to just simply listen more, not less. Uh, we talked about Ben Franklin on Friday. Uh, and again, if you haven't watched the PBS special on Franklin, just... Cue that up. It's an, a night worth spending. Uh, and as the, the sage of Philadelphia, he listened a lot and very patiently. Uh, and that's a good thing for all of us. So you can be influential. You can have impact. It doesn't require you to scream, shout, or post hostilities. If you listen 
if you talk about we instead of them, uh, and if you look for that common ground, I guarantee you, you can find your way to higher ground. We'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.